Welcome to the Wolf Mother Podcast. My name is Dana Harkis, and we will always begin by taking three deep breaths. So take a deep breath in through your nose, softly out of the mouth, deep breath in again through the nose, softly out of the mouth, last time deep breath in, hold it for a moment, and let it go. Today's topic is what it's like three years after stopping antidepressants. We're going to talk about the good and the bad of being off of antidepressants for three years after being on them for four years. We're going to talk about plant medicine and depression and anxiety. And we're going to talk about spirituality and mindfulness and depression and anxiety. So the last time I made one of these update videos, if you've been around for a while, then you know there was like a, a six month, there was a I'm weaning off my antidepressants video. There was a six months post antidepressants, a year. Um, I don't know if I made a two year video or if I just kind of briefly made a post about it. But I do get a lot of people that ask about how I'm doing three years or they're just basically like, hey, so you're still off your antidepressants? And I say yes. And they're like, so how is it? And I know a lot of people also ask me, especially because I work within the spirituality, mindfulness, self-help and plant medicine space, what that's all like. So for those of you that have been here for all of these videos, thank you so much for giving me the space to move through these things. And for those of you who are like, I have no idea what goes on in your life. I just found out who you were five minutes ago. My name is Dana Harkis. Um, and this really, I'm going to try to keep it really short and brief because I know in the year post, the, the post one year video, it took me like 20 minutes to recap people. I think I might have done this video live, so maybe that's why it took me so long. But let's go back. Um, I had been in therapy for many, many years. It was a decision that myself and my team, quote unquote, I will refer to my team. Um, the people a little, sometimes the people on the team have changed, but it's mainly been myself, my therapist, um any of my closest friends that I may have been living with at the time, any people that I may have been dating at the time, psychiatrist comes into the picture at some point, right? Um, because that's how I get medication and any like healers or spiritual teachers, right? So at the time, my team and I decide I'm going to all of these. First off, I had a drug problem and I had a drinking problem. So that's first thing to notice. The second thing is that I was going to yoga. I was going to breath work. I was going to sound healings. I was showing up to all of these things as a hollow shell of myself. And so within showing up as a hollow shell of myself, how fun. I feel like people don't know that that's how you can show up to some of these things. You don't need to show up with mindfulness. There are so many people that don't show up with mindfulness. Of course, you should show up with mindfulness because that's where the real work is going to be done. But not everyone does. And I definitely was not for a while. 
I was very depressed. I wasn't really anxious, honestly, at the time. I was just really depressed at that point. Um, it was kind of like I had a flat line, more or less, going through my head. Like, it was just kind of like, beep. Um, no thoughts. Just chilling. Just showing up to things. Just a hollow shell. And so, did all of the holistic methods that we could think of before my therapist got to a point and was like, okay, I really think we need to have a discussion about medication. I also used to say things like, oh, I feel like I have a mini elephant sitting on my chest. And sometimes I do still feel that mini elephant and we'll get a little bit more into that. Um, but that's what I would say at that time. Like, oh, I feel like there's like a little elephant that just sits on my chest and it doesn't move and it keeps me down and I feel like I can't breathe. And that was evidently what led me to get on medication. I was doing all these other things. Um, some people have asked, oh, did you microdose? No, I did not microdose at that time. Um, it was not one of the modalities that... I had present in my life to be able to do that in the correct way. Because there's a way that you could microdose where you can literally just take microdoses and, and have no integration process. And that obviously would not have been beneficial for me as a teenager. Um, I needed someone to do that and we didn't have that. So anyway, that's the long story short to how we get to getting on antidepressants. And I say, I'm only going to be on antidepressants for a year because I do yoga and I do meditate and I do breath work and I do all these other things. So in a year from now, when I don't feel the baby elephant sitting on my chest, I am not going to take antidepressants anymore. Well, one year turned into four years. At the year three mark, I had started to say to the psychiatrist that I was ready to wean off and if you are a person, I don't believe that you should be taking medication if you don't see a therapist. If you only go to a psychiatrist who talks to you for like fucking 10 minutes a month, I don't think you should be on medication because that psychiatrist knows nothing about you. My therapist advocated for me through and through the entire experience that I went through. And to this day, she advocates for me. And I, that is what you need. Like if you're going to be, this is my own opinion. But I'm giving it to you anyway. I do 100% believe if you are being medicated by a psychiatrist or a nurse practitioner, you should also be seeing a therapist weekly. I used to see my therapist twice a week at some points because I needed it. And there's no shame in that fucking game. There's like, you know, and I, I don't want to go too much into that in this video. Um, I know the other videos I really went into like the stigma of going on medication and there shouldn't be a stigma around it and people should understand what they're signing up for. I think in some ways I knew what I was signing up for and in other ways I didn't know what I was signing up for because the psychiatrist did not explain things to me correctly. The psychiatrist was like, here's the issue. I'm going to give you the pill. Bada bing, bada bam. Look, now you have no more issues. False. You still have your issues because the medication is just covering up what the issues are. So, was on it for four years. At year three, I started asking to be weaned off. Stick to your guns. The psychiatrist one day missed an appointment and they gave me a nurse practitioner. And God bless this nurse practitioner. I don't know where she is at this point in life. She was somewhere 
in the Hudson Valley and we did telehealth and I explained to her the situation and she is the woman that helped me start weaning off of Paxil was what I was on. And shout out to that woman because I really think the psychiatrist would not have listened to me or my therapist. Like, because she wasn't listening to me or my therapist. So that's always something to like take into consideration that not all psychiatrists actually give a shit about their patients. I'm going to say it again. Not all psychiatrists give a shit about their patients. And that's just a fact. I mean, not all therapists give a shit about their patients, but usually, usually they do. Thank God. So shout out the nurse practitioner who helped me start weaning off. I started weaning off. I took an entire year. That fourth year that I was on medication, I spent the entire year weaning off my medication. I, in the work that I do, I think it's important to not just cold turkey your medications. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm just giving my opinion off of what I've seen of people that are clients and community members. And I just think that if you're on any sort of medication, make sure that if you are coming off of them, that you have a team that's going to support you and you have the correct information about what that's going to do to your brain and your mind and your body. So for me, Cold turkeying off of Paxil was not an option for me. I did not want to do that. So I spent an entire year coming off of my antidepressants. And it was the beautiful thing of coming off of them because it, I took enough time to the point where then I was able to then sit with ayahuasca. Because if you are on antidepressants, there are contraindications to certain plant medicines. And if you go on retreats, you should, you should be screened and facilitators should be having conversations with you. That's a different conversation. I'm not going to go into it, but you guys know how I feel about it. If you don't know how I feel about it, because you don't know me, then you should listen to some of my other videos and read some of the other things that I put out. So therefore I spent an entire year coming off and boom, sat with ayahuasca that year. And it was beautiful. One of my intentions when I sat with the medicine was the fact that I was like, I don't want to go back on antidepressants. I do not want that. That was one of my intentions. We're not talking about my intentions with ayahuasca, but that was one of my intentions at that point in time when sitting with ayahuasca was I would like to be shown what I need so that I never need to go back on antidepressants or if I do need to go back onto antidepressants can you show me why here's a few things about me I believe that God great spirit Krishna Ja whatever the fuck you want to call it creates everything I don't believe that taking medication makes you a bad person or is inherently bad I just don't believe that so maybe you and I can agree to disagree because I know there are some people that are just super anti-medications. I just think that in some situations, it's what's needed. And I'm going to say that because if I was not on my antidepressants for four years, I would not be the person that I am today. I would not have the beautiful, wonderful life that I have today. I would not have the business that I have today. And some people are like, oh my God, Dan, you totally would. <laughs> not where I was before I went on my antidepressants because guess what? 
although being on antidepressants, it, because a lot of people will say to me, oh, but doesn't it like stop your gifts? I talk to dead people very often. I see things all the time. It lessened, but remember where I said I had a drug problem and a drinking problem? That also lessened my gifts. So, I mean, tomato, tomato, that type of thing. So, it didn't lessen my gifts enough to stop everything. During those four years is when I did my yoga teacher training and my breathwork training. And that also is the time that I was trained um, in, I became a Reiki master. So I did all three levels of my Reiki certification. I did another certification during that time as well. Um, so uh, another energy healing certification. So during that time, the reason why I want to talk about the good and the bad and plant medicine and anxiety and depression and spirituality and mindfulness and anxiety and depression is because all of these things for me are a pizza pie. Let me explain. <laughs> so the good and the bad. There have been many times not on antidepressants over the last three years where I have just wanted to be back on them. I have craved being back on my antidepressants because it's easy. If there's one thing about Paxil, it was doing its fucking job. If I didn't want to think about it, I didn't fucking think about it. And that was just the reality. So there have been times where I have literally said out loud, I wish I could just go back on my antidepressants. I wish I was on my antidepressants right now. Maybe I should just go back on medication because it was, it was much easier. And I still stand by that. When I say it was much easier, there have been certain situations that have happened in my life over the last three years where it would have just been a lot nicer if I had that crutch. Without that crutch, it requires a lot of mindfulness and it requires a lot of practices to ground my body, to trace the anxiety that I'm experiencing and seeing where it's stemming from and to witness how it's showing itself in my body and then having to change it so that I'm not experiencing pure panic. Um, I hadn't had a panic attack. Was it 20? Yeah. So almost a year after being on antidepressants was the first panic attack that I had. And I thought I was having, <laughs> I thought I was having a heart attack. So I said, oh my goodness. I, for those of you that know Dylan, um, he's who I host retreats with. He's also my partner. I said, Dylan, I'm, I'm having a heart attack. And I laid down on the floor and he came over and he was like, what? And I was like, I'm having a heart attack. He was like, Dan, this is a panic attack. And I was shocked. I was shocked because for years I hadn't had a panic attack because I was on antidepressants. And now I want to talk about doing plant medicine right after getting off of my antidepressants. Ayahuasca is a natural antidepressant is a natural substance that is an antidepressant. Following me getting off of medication, the place that I worked 
was not as supportive as it could have been to my healing process, meaning that I do believe I was abusing ayahuasca. I believe that I was using it too much because I was being told that I was going to be in, you know, there are certain traditions and I know that those are, that's their traditions um, that they drink every time they serve. And if you're a facilitator in those ceremonies, they want you to drink. They want everyone that is there drinking. Drinking the medicine, for those of you that don't sit with plant medicine. They want everyone drinking a cup of the sacrament that's being served. So, therefore, for probably that whole first year, I had enough ayahuasca in my system every so often that I didn't feel what it was really like to be off of antidepressants at that point. Realistically, right? Because it's a natural antidepressant ayahuasca. The thing that I noticed right away that I said to my therapist was, I have thoughts literally all the time. And she was like, yes. And I was like, no, like, isn't that a problem? I forgot that without a medication that literally shuts your mind off, your brain just has thoughts. Um, so the thoughts came back right away. Me being able to talk to spirits came back very quickly in almost like a jarring way. It was too much. And this is something that I do go over with people is putting up boundaries for certain spirits. Sometimes, listen, I love my ancestors. I love my spirit guides. But motherfuckers can talk, you know? And I get it because I'll probably be that way too. But you need to establish boundaries with certain entities, spirits, what have you. So all of that came back in. So in that first year, I really didn't experience those like dips of depression or that extreme anxiety up until that that panic attack that I thought was a fucking heart attack. So after um after that so in between now which is 3 years off of being um 3 years after being on antidepressants and that first year so I would say I guess within the last 2 years I have had my fair share of panic attacks once again. And so I think that's important, right? Like it's good and it's bad. I love being off of Paxil um, because holy shit, I can feel so much more. And the thing about me was, even though like my mind was, I could quiet it, I wanna explain, it was more like the thought could come in and I would be like, Phew, I don't wanna think about it right now. And then Paxil was like, cool, we won't think about it. I also smoked, a lot of weed. I smoked a lot of weed. And when I stopped taking my antidepressants, I also stopped smoking weed at the same time. I know, it's a lot. I know, that's what you're thinking. That's a lot, Dan. It was a lot. And I am proud of my decisions. But life changes, right? Those were all crutches that really helped me feel a certain way, act a certain way, and live my life a certain way. And now I let these crutches go. The power of ayahuasca, be careful what you wish for, right? Different conversation. But for those of you that know, you fucking know. So it's good and it's bad. I let go of the medication. I don't want to be on medication anymore, meaning like the Paxil specifically. I don't want to be on antidepressants anymore. However, something that I have now experienced within the last two years are panic attacks. I experience fear. I'm like, oh my God, why am I so afraid of something that I've, this year, I traveled to see a friend. I experienced anxiety while flying. 
that's fucking crazy. I fly all over the place. I've never experienced anxiety when flying before, but this year my body said, you know what? This is what we're gonna do. So again, it requires presence in me to, okay, I'm experiencing this anxiety in this moment. How can I calm myself down? I'm by myself in an airport. I'm by myself on an airplane. Boom, now you gotta take out the mindfulness practices. You gotta take out whatever the things are. So for me, um, my mala beads are over there, but for me, Japa Mala is a practice that like really sinks me back down into the present moment. If you know me, you know I love two types of breath work always to help me with my anxiety, which is four, seven, eight, or four square. I fucking love those breaths. And I tell anybody that experiences anxiety, like you should really look into breath work. The more intense breath works can help you in the long run, but they're probably not gonna help you when you're experiencing panic or anxiety. So good and bad. It's good and bad. It's good and bad. I have had some really rough moments where I've been like, literally, fuck this. I feel absolutely fucking terrible. And that's the truth. And then there are other moments where I'm like, I am experiencing such high states of bliss right now that I did not experience when I was on my antidepressants. As much as the antidepressants allowed me to not dip and lower into that anxious mind or that depressed mind, it also didn't allow me to really access those states of orgasm and those states of bliss. It just fucking didn't. And that's the reality. And that's the good and the bad. And you take the both as they come. So what I want to talk about now, because I know all of these videos tend to be really long and I don't want to make this super long because I want you to stay with me. Plant medicine and depression and anxiety. I do think that the plants are extremely intelligent technologies. I stand by that statement. I fully believe that. That's why I host plant medicine retreats. That's why I work with plant medicine. I think they're extremely intelligent technologies when used correctly. Plant medicine has 100% helped me understand mental illness and specifically my mental illness on a deeper level than I was able to understand prior to working with plant medicines in this way, right? So before my antidepressants, did I work with plant medicine? Yes. Was I truly present? No. So that's, you know, take that with how you will. Because they are such intelligent technologies, integration is the most important process. If you do not integrate your experiences that you have while under the influence of these plant medicines or psychedelics, whatever it is, it can even be yoga, it can be breath work, it can be meditation, it doesn't have to be psychedelics or breath work. The integration is the most important part. The integration is the most important part. Sitting with the medicine, yes, obviously opens up a ton of doors, but those doors that you then open, you need the proper integration tools. You need the proper support systems. I am very lucky and very blessed that I had a fantastic support system that helped me get on medication, helped me during medication, helped me get off the medication, and has been doing their best. <laughs> while I have been navigating being off of medication. 
it is a difficult process, but spirituality and mindfulness paired along with those plants, but spirituality and mindfulness has really been an anchor for me as to why I am not on this medication anymore. Life is still difficult. Life is still lifing. There are still fucking bills to pay. I still have to work. I still have to leave the house every day and exist and be a human in society. So those stressors are going to be there. It's how you cope with what you learn in a plant medicine ceremony, in a meditation, in a course with a teacher. It's what you bring from there to cope with your everyday stressors that shape your life to be able to handle it. I just said a lot of things. We're about 25 minutes in. Let's take a deep breath together. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. I do believe it would have been much harder if I did not have any mindfulness practices. There are people that go to sit with plant medicine that have absolutely no mindfulness practices. I don't get that. I don't understand how you're going to be able to integrate that. Anybody that comes on our retreats or that works one-to-one -one with us, you're going to have practices to do. You're going to have a fucking integration process. That's just the reality when you work with us. There are some people that show up and they're like, I've never done a mindfulness practice a day in my life. Well, today we're going to motherfucking learn. If I came off of antidepressants, sat with ayahuasca, and then just thought I was going to start walking around again, oh my God, I am sure the depression and anxiety would have came back tenfold. You can agree or disagree with me. That's just how I think it would have been. I don't think the medicine alone, alone, would have shifted my life. But I do believe that the medication then with the plant medicine, then with the integration process has thus shifted my life. And with me saying all of that, there are still moments that it is really fucking difficult to be off my antidepressants. And I'm so glad that I'm off of them. I can't say that enough times. But the state of the world is... how it's always been. There's always been difficulties and there have always been really heavy energies flying around. Us as humans have not existed necessarily in a space where it's all love and light because it's not all love and light. That's not what this universe is created of. It's created of a spectrum. And the reality is being off of my antidepressants for the last three years is a spectrum. It has good days and it has bad days. And my practices are what grounds me my first true love is what I will always come back to, which is my yoga practice. Shout out to my therapist because I saw my therapist. And in the second session, she said, you need to go to yoga. I think you're going to really like it. And it's not just the yoga asana, but it's all of the philosophies that come with it. It's the pranayama. Like I said, japa mala is a huge part of my life. And it's a really grounding practice for me. And I got that from consistently showing up to my yoga mat and consistently showing up to sit with yoga teachers who were there to teach me, yes, asana sometimes, but philosophy at other times. And so for me, those are my grounding practices. Of course, I have a fuck ton of grounding practices at this point in time, as I'm a practitioner of so many different things, which is amazing. But at the end of the day, just because I have all of these things in my back pocket, 
it doesn't mean that I don't experience anxiousness, that I don't experience depression, that I don't experience like a manic moment. It doesn't mean that I don't experience fear. I am still a human being, but I now know how much easier it is to take a pill that's just going to my mind down. I do believe that plant medicine has given me the opportunity to connect with my own inner strength to find that I don't need to be on medication. This is the hard way. This is the hard way. I also believe that it's a really rewarding way though. When you experience such low lows, you are able to experience such high highs. And when I was on Paxil, I kind of stood at this mid ground. And so I feel very blessed to, at this point in the last three years, experience those low lows and those high highs. I'm not recommending that everyone come off of their antidepressants. I'm not recommending shit, actually. <laughs> I'm not recommending anything. I just appreciate that there's a ton of you that have watched me talk about this before very in depth. And have asked me, realistically, how the fuck is it going? Realistically, this is how the fuck it's going. It's hard and it's beautiful. And I do think it's worth it. And then maybe five to 10 minutes from now, I might be like, fuck, it's not worth it. I'm anxious. <laughs> um, and that's really where I want to leave this conversation. Whatever you choose to do with yourself, I want you to stick to though. Don't listen to what I'm doing and do what I did because, oh, well, this is what Dan did, so maybe it'll work out for me. Choose what you need to choose for you and then stick wholeheartedly to it and see it through. Many blessings to you and to yours. Please, whatever platform you're watching this on, give it a like, give it a share, leave a comment. If you're listening to this on Spotify podcasts, please rate this podcast as it really does help us. I appreciate each and every one of you. I send love to all of you. I'd love to know what your thoughts are. If you'd like me to speak more in depth about a specific topic that we really just briefly touched on things today, please let me know. And I look forward to talking about it then.